Yes, good morning. Welcome to the show for another Monday morning. Brent Costello with you alongside Tim Payne, the former Australia Test captain. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Brent. How are you, mate? Very well indeed. Thank you. We are wrapped to be back here for another Monday morning. And don't forget, you can get us on the Kia Tassie open line this morning. 1,342, 1,533. Hobart Kia, movement that inspires. Text us 0437 552 A very wet and wild day here in Tasmania. It uh, It's very nasty out there. Tim, how'd you find it last night? Uh, lovely, actually. A bit of rain on the roof, I must mm-hmm. admit. I put the snooze alarm on. Came in a little bit later this morning than the normal, but... Um also a little bit wet over in London, so got an early night's sleep, which was good. Well, forget all that. Uh, we've got the Ashes to talk about. We've got the Matildas to talk about it. But the big news as we wake up this morning, Sonia Kruger winning the gold Logie last night. I know your eyes were a little red this morning sitting up and watching that, Tim. Uh, very entertaining. <laughs> I did watch the start because I was did expecting you? you to get a nomination at one point. But... <laughs> Sam Pang did a very good job at the start, so I thought he's, you just have to look at that bloke and, and you laugh, don't you, Sam Well, I, I must admit I didn't watch. Okay. The cricket was on. So, yeah, it was on. Exactly um, right. I was... I was being facetious. It uh, must have been refreshing for Tasmanian people, though, to see some sort of event that wasn't hosted by you. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been well, refreshing. Thank you for going there. We had a great night with Sam Kekovic oh, on yeah, Saturday night. About that. How was the great Very, man? very good. Yeah, what did very, he run with? Uh, lots of old school stuff. Really? Uh, yes. No, uh, it was very good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, but What about your th- own performance? Sharp. Very good. 10 out of 10. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. We've got to straighten up. We've got the preamble. This is where we talk about everything other than sport. We'll get to the Ashes. We'll get to the Matildas. We'll get to everything else. But uh, I want to start with you, please, because we've talked about the time slot for this show for a little while now, six till eight. Perfect. For who? Everyone. I don't think so. Well, it is for you. Who's We're... not happy with it? Well, a lot of people. Okay. But Hammer. Hammer's just raised his hand. I think seven to nine will work a lot better. Oh, he's got a death stare now too. <laughs> anyway, I want to take you back to Friday's show or just yep. after Friday's show. Yep. So six to eight. Just remember that, people out there. Tim wanted six to eight so he could be a good dad, take the kids to school, which I respected, to be honest. Look, that's okay. I'm happy to go with six to eight. After the show Friday, your phone rings or you get a message. <laughs> You've left the car seats in the car and the nanny couldn't take the kids to school. No. So no, no. you talk about being a team player on show one. You've lied to my face saying you're doing the school run, but you've got a nanny doing that for you. No, well, I did on Friday because if you remember, um, Justin was going to come in for a coffee, our That's SEN right. colleague. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, I did organise. How'd that go? Um, well, in the end, I had to go back, didn't I? So we didn't so, have a coffee. So Justin's come up from Dodgers Ferry for a coffee with you. Yep. You've left the car seats in there. So yep. the nanny couldn't take the kids to Correct. school. You've had a mare. So I had yeah. to go home. So no, I didn't lie to you. And the time slot works well. Next question. For, for you. For you, which is great. Um, well, that leads me into something else as well. So you appeared on Jared Waitley's show last week, and great to have Jared on the program a little later Looking on. We'll get to, to that, that. that soon. But we've got some audio of that interview. Just play that for us if we can, Hammer. <laughs> um, from memory, I found that a real battle to get myself up for, but as a people around him and gardeners just knocked on the window. <laughs> That's good. It's real life. Berserk, good. Um, I'll let him out if I can. Yes, yes, just take it. Wife's going to take it. So that actually scared me as well. But Please. the dog's barking. Oh, but the more, more, raise my eyebrows because you've got the nanny, you've got the gardener, 
What was the butler up to at that point? Was he just getting <laughs> getting your lunch ready? or What is going on with you? Oh, that was funny. Scared me too, to be honest. The window was right behind. Well, I was on Jared and we were doing a Zoom. Um, and the gardener was there. So one of my dogs is a bit a bit anxious, let's say. Right. So I brought brought him inside. Um, and then the knock on the window set him off. So, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster there for 30 seconds. But we did recover. Um so nanny, gardener, yep, butler, no butler, beautician. You got a beautician? No beautician. No. What no. else? We were oh, stopping it. No. The things you can do when you're a former test captain oh, of well, Australia. Work hard, Brent. Goodness me. Work well, hard. That's My true. wife works hard. That's so, true. You know, some that's things true. you got to do. No, fair enough. Um, yeah. Look. Oh, I've, I've never seen you. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen you lost for words. Well, I didn't know we're right that, but yeah, I do. I have a. I think most people have a gardener and a nanny at some point. No. Call a babysitter. You used a babysitter before. I've used a babysitter. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Has anyone come and mind? You've used Jim's mowing or anything like nah, that. No, I do mine. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I had a guy come and chop some trees down recently. Actually. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Gardener, yeah. effectively. Yeah, cool. I'll so, roll with it. We've all done it. Um. Well, that leads me into my little weekend. Your weekend. And what happened? It was an interesting weekend because, well, Pete the gardener we've we've already spoken about. Every now and then if there's a big, bigger job that I can get into over the weekend, which will help him on the Monday, I'll I'll try and do it. You'll help, will you? Yeah, I do. (laughs) So I went outside this weekend. You're lying again, I No, I think they're called um, agapanthers. Yeah. And so I had to dig them out. Pete said, well, if you can dig them out. When I come through on Monday, I can just go bang, 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 and we're much further ahead. And I thought, oh, save a few dollars too. Yeah, why not? I thought out, go out and have a crack at it. So anyway, I was out there for about six hours on Saturday. Got to the point where I finally got it out, and then you know when you do a lot of digging or cutting, and then you've got to think, well, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> so luckily, I've still got my brother's ute, so I loaded that <laughs> up a few times and took it. But anyway, a bit down the backyard, I've got a fence, and my neighbour has a lot of ivy that grows over it. So the fence is in a bit of trouble. Right. So I thought I'd go out and start pulling the ivy off that was on my side of the fence. So this comes back to, to neighbour etiquette. I just want to know what you think here. So when I'm pulling the ivy off, what I find is five or six of the fence palings mm-hmm. have rotted. Yep. So Pete, being a good man, goes down to K&D, buys me new fence piles. We're going to put them on. This is probably going on today. So for the weekend, we just board it up with some stuff over it. How are we going for time here, Hammer? This is I a long got a story. Bit of time. Goodness gracious, um, mate. So anyway, I'm sitting out on the deck on Sunday afternoon and all of a sudden... Shirt off? No, no. No? Okay. All of a sudden, I start seeing stuff flying over the fence. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's not great. Uh, and again, it comes back to neighbour etiquette. Do you, are you allowed to do that? So I walked down there and I, I didn't know what to do. Do I... <laughs> Do I say something? Do I not? So I went and got Bonnie. I said, come and have a look at this. We snuck out like little school kids and watched. So my old Lex at home, she's a lovely lady too, Jules, but yeah, she's What was she throwing? The, the... So she was on her side of the fence then, pulling all the ivy off her side of the fence oh. and then just lobbing it over the fence. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I've got a photo of the pile. It, it's a trailer load. Wow. So I I've, must admit, occasionally I've grabbed the odd thing off the fence and just chucked it back over the neighbour's fence, but I'm talking maybe one branch. I'm, I'm talking a ute load of ivy. Amazing. Just chucked over my fence. Now, is that... You should have got your cricket bat out and started hitting it back over. Well, it was one of those moments. It's like, do I go and say something? Because so I haven't. Neighbour etiquette. What are our thoughts on that? 
Give us a text on neighbour etiquette, 0437 552 or give us a call, 1300 42 1533 on the Kia Tassie open line. What have you done to upset your neighbours or what have your neighbours done to upset you and how do you go about uh, fixing do that I relationship? Or do I just clean it up and move on? So you haven't seen her or spoken to her since? No, I haven't. She okay. did drive past me. I put the eyes down straight away. <laughs> I must admit, I'm not the confrontational type. But well, Jules, I thought, here I am doing the right thing. to us, give us a call. Going to fix the, the rotten fence palings for you. And in return, have that. The, I'll be back over have the fence. That. I don't mind that. Give us a call or give us a text. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Tim's issues with Ivy over the weekend. Now, after the show, too, on Friday, I got a text through from the Jack Jumpers coach, Scott Roth, who now has a reserve spot at the Angelos with a big frame picture of him. Of a Probably signed, fair enough. Absolutely. But how good is that? You can ask for the Don Scott Roth table at you the can. Angelos. Do you not get that at restaurants? I thought you'd get that. Oh, Most places to, you go to. No, that's you, mate. You're, no? the, uh, you're okay. the big deal around here. Don't worry about that. Well, but... clearly not. I think it's big, <laughs> well, big Donnie Scott. Absolutely. Donnie absolutely. Scott Roth. That's, that's fantastic. So I want to hear from you too. What have you got before that you didn't expect? Because I don't think Rothy was expecting to have a table. Oh, I reckon he would have asked for it. Do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he said, listen here, Ange. I'm going to come and I want to sit right there whenever I like. And I reckon Ange... <laughs> Would have no issues with that either. He loves his sport down there at D'Angelo's. So. Anyway, we'll pretend he didn't want it. So give us a text or a call on the Tassie open line, 1342 1533 or 0437552535. Speaking of Jack Jumbers, before we do go to a break, Breno, I noticed on the weekend, I think it was the cheerleading tryouts. Yes. Did you get down there and have a go? No, I didn't. You didn't. did it? No, okay. I didn't. All right. Good gag from you. So though. there'll be one thing that, that the Jack Jumpers that you aren't doing. In the in the pre or post game, <laughs> Brent will not be a jack jump here. Coming up on the show this morning, Ashes talk. Of course, we have got the former Test skipper here, so we'll tap into his brain. And the Aussies set up pretty well. If the weather looks after us tonight over there in England, we are a genuine chance of winning this game. So, looking forward to talking about that cool. soon. North Launceston President Thane Brady will join us as well this morning. We've got questions without notice, our Tassie Sports Stars of the Week, and we wind up the show with the great man, Jared Waitley. That's all to come for you this morning here on SEN Tassie Breakfast, doing it all thanks to our friends at Harrison Agents. Wood to Kawaja. He knocked him over at Leeds with a thunderbolt. Arrives and delivers, and Kawaja plays with soft hands through the court, and that'll be four. That'll be his 50 as well. Outside edge of the bat, but no one at third slip. Went to the turf anyway. And Usman Kawaja, who's enjoyed so much success over the last six weeks. Only fitting that he gets a chance to raise his bat again. The job nowhere near done, but already a partnership of 104. Usman Kawaja, that's the 39th time in Test cricket he's reached 50. Yes, Australia, no wicket for 135. Still needing 249 runs to win on the final day of the fifth Ashes test. Of course, wet weather uh, ensuring that uh, the full day couldn't be completed overnight. 4.45, the uh, day four was abandoned with just 38 overs bowled in Australia's pursuit of a uh, 384 for victory. Tim Payne, what have you made of it so far with uh, one day left to go? Good battle, I would say, so far. Um Again, I think interesting back from 
from day one when we last spoke. The Aussies batting again was as it has been the whole series. I thought they had a real opportunity there to go past England's 280-odd and get a, a massive lead and put pressure on them that way. But again, three or four starts, no hundreds um, and no really big partnerships. And if we're honest, we're probably saved a little bit by Cummins and, and Toddy Murphy who played nicely, um, you know, adding 40 or 50 for that wicket. So, um, yeah, I, I would say frustrating again from the Aussies because we haven't nailed our batting at all this series. Um Having said that, probably wasn't as bad as Michael Vaughan would like to say. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. This is the quote from Michael Vaughan. This morning I thought it was the worst I've ever seen Australia bat in my time watching them. They never play like that. And that's back to, that was day two, first innings. So, again, it's frustrating when you hear things like that, I reckon, because, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion and maybe it was the worst he's ever seen the battle. I think that's a fair stretch over his whole career, mm. uh, given that how dark it was, the lights were on, how well England were bowling, I just feel like some of the English at the moment, because of the way they're playing, Basball, there's no doubt that Marnus is not batting anywhere near his best at the moment. However, it's a test match and you're allowed to fight. You're allowed to dig in. You Absolutely. don't have to, if it gets hard in a test match, you don't have to slog. You don't have to try and belt the ball everywhere. You can actually put a price on your wicket and try and dig deep for your team. And that's what I thought Manus and, and Usman were both doing. To say that they're negative or they're scared to get out. I mean, you're talking about a bloke who averages 58, 59 in test cricket and another one who averages nearly 50. And I don't think Michael Vaughan was on that level. I know he played more tests than probably Manus, but to say that it's the worst I've ever seen batting. I completely disagree. Like I said, you're allowed to fight for your innings. If it looks like you're scared of getting out, well, so be it. Put a price on your wicket and dig deep. And that's what I thought they both did. Right, well said. Uh, Warner and Kawaja obviously unbeaten overnight. And their unbeaten union represented the best first wicket partnership Australia has produced in England since Matthew Hayden and Justin Langer put on 185 in the corresponding test at the Oval when the Ashes were lost in 2005. So nice start from, from that pair. And good timing. Very good timing in terms of the, the test series, the mm-hmm. test match, but also in terms of David Warner's career. I think you know he's made no secret he wants to finish in Sydney. Um, and I think if he can convert this into a big 100, a match-winning 100, he'll retire whenever he likes. But, yeah, in terms of the game, I thought it was you know, it was super what I watched last night. I was, I was interested in one tactic from the English. Um the hell, I don't know, we, we, we've got this fascination in England where we want the lacquer to wear off before we bring on the, bo- the guy who can swing the ball. The guy bowls 150 kilometres. You've got David Warner, who's 36, Usman, who's 36. They don't like facing blokes that bowl 150 mm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, you never do, but certainly as you get older and your reflexes are going a little bit. They, they, he was their last bowler used last night. I would have mm. had him on straight after Broad and Anderson. Yep. Even if it was a two-over spell to put the wind up him and see what happens. But to to hold him back as long as they did, I thought was staggering. Unless he was injured, they bowled Mo and Ali on one leg and gifted them 40 runs. They bowled Joe Root before they went to their number one strike bowler. Mm. And they got what they deserved. None for 135 and the Aussies... You know, in a great position now, needing just another 249 to win. So we shouldn't really lose from this point if the weather is on our side, should we? I still. still I mean, it's one delicate. or two wickets. Mm. Just a bowler gets a run on, the crowd gets involved. Yep. And they, and you know, saying in cricket, the hardest runs to score 
over winning runs. Yep. So, you know, high-pressure test match with a series on the line. This will – I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few more twists and turns. But and, – and again, given the way we've batted in this Ashes, we've left the door ajar a few times. So, yep. I mean, it's a terrific start, but we need one of those guys to go on and get a big 100 and the rest of the guys to chip in with them. So – I had a look at the weather forecast. Little chance of, of rain. rain. Well, hopefully the rain doesn't cost us again. Yeah, that's right. It was going to cost us in Manchester. And a little little chance of rain up to half past one in the afternoon. That's followed by a potentially wet couple of hours, but things clear up after that. Apparently, we'd like so, the sun to be out. Yes, that is not. for sure. Because we did see in the first innings when the ball moves around. It's again, it's so challenging to bat over there, and, and England's bowlers are suited to those conditions. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating night. I think as well, just touching on our bowling again in this game, I thought we were a bit disappointing. I thought mm-hmm. Todd Murphy was really good. Starkey's ability to take wickets, again, you can't under, understate that. Yeah. I mean, even when he's not bowling at his best, the man is an absolute wicket-taking machine. But I thought in both innings, as, uh, whether it was fatigue or or what it was, but I, th- I think the last few test matches in particular have been well off the mark with the new ball, but credit to our bowlers' ability to be able to drag it back and, and bowl them out for 400 and, and 300. So, um, yeah, we're right in it. Get off to a good start this morning and we should hopefully chase these down and have a 3-1 Test Series win. Love to hear your thoughts on the Kia Tassie Open line, 1342 Hobart Kia movement that inspires. Texas, your thoughts on the Ashes as well, 0437 552 That's 0437 552 you got a question for Tim about the Ashes, let us know as well. You can also get us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the social media channels at SEN Tassie. What'd you make of Stuart Broad announcing his retirement, Tim? A former loved it. teammate of yours at the Hurricanes? I loved it. I'll tell you what, because I was thinking about it yesterday and everyone, I love when a player retires wanting you, with you wanting more. Mm-hmm. I think he's bowled brilliantly this series. He's at the absolute peak of his powers. Um, and everyone would have thought he was going on. Oh, I love mm. that decision. He goes out, like he said, he goes out on top, top of his game, playing well against Australia. He's last ball in Test cricket for six. He's got a chance today to bowl them to victory. And fans' memories of Stuart Broad will be still of this absolute high-quality mm-hmm. player. I think we see it too many times. And probably Davey Warner's going through it a little bit, although he can get 100 in this innings, is people start to pick at you. Oh, he's no good at this anymore. Oh, he can't do that. And that becomes your lasting memory of an all-time great. And that's what I love about Stuart Broad. Get out while you're on top. It takes courage because he could have kept playing and played more test cricket and made more money. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think for his his legacy, I think it's a great move. Um, Jimmy and Anderson, what a career. he has absolutely the right to pick when he wants to, to yeah. finish up. But how long do you think he'll keep going for? Well, he's going to go to India. I think that's their next test series. And he has got a good record, surprisingly, in India, which is a bowl, fast bowler's graveyard. But, again, for me, watching Jimmy in this series it's it has soured a little bit but again it some of it has been the wickets um you know I'd, I'd love to see him have a good series and then pull the pin whether that's in India or he gets back to England next year for another crack on on English soil I'm not sure but um like I said I think Stuart Broad's made a terrific decision to get out whilst he's still on top and I hope James Anderson does the same well, that's our Ashes wrap. As I mentioned, if you'd like to talk about that with us, get us on the Care Tassie open line, 1342 1533 or Texas 0437 552 535. Do you want to know my Ashes 11 I wrote down last night after I got ribbed for only picking Stokes and 
So you got and root. I got a few more in. Have oh you, boy, do, are we doing it today? It. Do you want me to do it today? I, I can do it today. What do you reckon? Do we hold it, Hammer? What do you want to do? Hold it. Hold, hold it. Hammer it. says good because I haven't locked down the number three position. Okay, yet. very good. Now I mentioned the Kia Tassie open line. We have got a text in this morning, and it's referring back to the preamble. Sounds like Tim has the same neighbours as me. They throw beer bottles in my garden when Collingwood play night games. I collect and throw them back. Uh, so that was very, very good. Um, no name attached to that Not text. Throw them back. For, That's the first suggestion. <laughs> thanks right. for getting to us this morning. And as I said, you can too on oh four three seven double five two five three five. Don't forget you can text us oh four three seven double five. Two five three five oh four three seven double five two five three five. We are on, of course, sixteen twenty nine a.m. in Hobart, sixteen eleven a.m. SEN track in Devonport and Launceston. But the best way you can hear us is via the SEN app. You can stream us anytime, anywhere. Catch up on our podcast. It's all there for you in a very, very nice app indeed. All right, let's go to our Tassie Sports Stars of the Week, Tim. This is where we pick. A male athlete of the week, a female athlete of the week, and a junior sports star of the week. We do. Thank you, Brent. Can you tell me again what do we pick? A male athlete of the a? week. A yes. Yep. A, a, yeah. A female athlete of the week. Correct. And a junior sports star of the Thank week. Thank you for clearing that up because I was starting to get confused because last week Hammer, our producer, put I put him under the pump for one of his decisions. This week he hasn't made a decision. He sat on the fence. He hasn't. He's given us two. You have female it, sports stars of the star, week. not stars. No, I think oh, he's goodness. a bit with Bear at the moment. We're going to have to put him <laughs> on notice and see what he can come up with. But we'll go through them. We've got the male sports star of the week is Brendan McCool. Oh, what a jockey he's been he for a very long time. Fifteenth jockey's premiership yesterday with the 15th. last meet of the season in Hobart. Great comeback story for a decorated jockey. He hadn't won the premiership since two thousand and thirteen. 14 and has dealt with injuries that have kept him out of racing for four or five months. McCool secured the cup in style, adding to his 50 plus win season yesterday with General Assembly in race two. I don't think Bear gave us that one. General we'll get Assembly. To that in a moment. Did okay. Hold your stuff on, Bear, please. Female sports stars of the week Georgia <laughs> Alomes and Jesse Webbs, who both became VFL Premiership players with Port Melbourne. The Borough defeated minor premiers Collingwood by 12 points yesterday with Williams, a former North Melbourne AFLW draftee and an elite soccer player. We've had a few of them this year, the elite soccer players. Uh, She had 12 disposals and five clearances. And Alomes, who graduated from the Devils program last year, kicked the first goal of the game. So both of those have also been uh, Clarence Premiership players here locally. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the... Terrific performance, and now producer Hamish Spence could not split them. So we've gone with a jewel award this week. And then the junior one, I think, oh, will be no surprises, yes. Breno. No. Young no Mason Cordwell start, of course, in the STJFL under-11s last week with a match-winning performance, but... On and off. Absolutely. After the sirens where he did his best work, though, he captured everyone's attention. Uh, he kicked three goals in the game, including the match winner, to lead his side to a seven-point win. But after the game, the great Martin Duffy from Duff TV captured a very raw moment, it's fair to say. He's consoling a, 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 a player from the opposing team on the field, gave him a cuddle and just a real you great You don't display. see that a lot in you don't. senior football or senior no. sport. This is not a football thing, let alone under-11s Exactly. Just it was a, extraordinary a to watch. A fine young man. And pleased to say we'll be talking to Mason Corbell in the second hour of the show this morning. We've got him on? We've got him on. So hopefully, that's a big, 
be cool for an 11 year old. It is. It is be cool for an 11 year old. He's embracing it. He is. So well done to him. He's a superstar. We can't wait to talk to him in the second hour of the show. I thought that was the most impressive bit because I think when you get kids at that age, and it looked like he was probably the best player on the ground as well. Yep. Humility isn't something that goes with that at 10 or 11 years of age. Draft recruiters would love that already, uh, even at that young age. They would have made a note. Like that. Absolutely. Uh, now, if you want to get uh, your junior sports star, your senior sports stars to us, get us on the socials at SEN Tassie and, and let us know of anyone doing uh, some wonderful work in sport. We'd love to make them our sports star of the week. I, I did say star Hammer. there, Hamish. Um, we'll just try and be a little bit more definitive on that next week. Now, we talked about Bear Robinson. He gave us a tip, race six, number six on Friday, of course. Yep. Yeah. He couldn't have found a shorter-priced favourite across mm. the whole day. He, he's gone with the safety bet. and it Which finished, is disappointing. It finished third, Tim. We don't want him. I mean, he probably felt the squeeze a little bit this week. Absolutely. He felt a little bit under pressure, so he thought, I'll go for a really safe bet. And often when you do that, Brennan blows up in your face. Exactly. Uh, what are we doing with him? We well, do I don't know. I'm going to have a word with him this week because... I don't want him to go into his shell and just start backing favourites because I can do that. Exactly. We, we want, we want to give our listeners a little bit of pocket money. And we we want them win. to gamble responsibly, but we just want to give them a little bit of pocket money. Yes. And And what I'm finding is a little bit concerning is he seems to be going with his heart. He keeps backing his own horses. <laughs> just because you own them, you don't have to back them. And if you want to back them, that's fine. But what we want on this show is, as I said, a little bit of pocket money for our listeners. Absolutely. Well, let's just have a production meeting about uh, Bears' future with the show. Oh, oh, look, third time lucky, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll have a talk about it off air. But he's lucky we're having some issues with the Sports Star of the Week with our producer, so <laughs> he's second on the list at the moment. Yeah. And, of course, uh, you win some, you lose more for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Don't forget, you can catch up with us here on the show by texting us on 0437 That's 0437 We'd love for you to lock that number into your phone and just text us whatever is on your mind. It could be about your neighbour that Tim's been having issues with over the weekend. Uh, let us know about that. Let us know about sport. Anything that uh, pops into your scone. Send us a text or give us a call to on uh, the Kia Tassie open line, 1300 We've got to get to a break on the other side of it. We might talk uh, a bit about what's happening in sport, Tim. Plenty of AFL stuff in the weekend. And Matilda's tonight. We've got to wrap up the swimming. Netball World Cup started. There's all sorts of things we need to digest and discuss. That's after this here on SEN Tassie Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Uh, yes, coming to you from our studios here in Salamanca and we're just watching some of the very best work of the great man Tim Payne on Fox Cricket right now. Thankfully there's a, a rain delay in the American League and they're replaying some ashes from 2017-2018, Tim, and you just see shaking your head. You just got a 50. It's not a great way to come out of a break, is it? Hooking <laughs> one straight to deep square. <laughs> It's a very nice shot. The best oh, shot of your test career, I think you said you played there. It was very nice them, too. Yeah. Uh, isn't it nice to be able to sit here on a Monday morning and, and watch this uh, as well? But we've got to talk about what else is going on in sport too. How uh, Do you tip in AFL? No, not in an actual tipping comp. I mean, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm a Tell me how it, but I like to put a multi on and try and just pick underdogs. So I got off to a great start. Well, let's, let's go through it. Collingwood-Carlton, you would have picked Collingwood there. No, I actually backed Carlton. Did you? Yep. Okay. You would have picked Geelong to beat Freo. Yep. You would have picked Bulldogs to beat Giants. Yep. You would have picked Brisbane to beat Gold Coast. 
Yep. <laughs> you would have picked your mob, Essendon. I did pick Essendon. Yeah, they lost. You would have picked Port to beat Adelaide. I would have. St Kilda, Hawthorne, probably would have backed the Saints. Well, I actually thought that the Hawks were a sneaky chance there. And they came back pretty well, didn't they, too? Yep. Uh, Melbourne to beat Richmond, probably fair to say. Yes, just. And West Coast, North Melbourne was a toss of the oh. coin. But what I'm trying to say is... Did anyone uh, watch that? Tips, I did. Okay. Tipster's nightmare over the weekend. It was a tipster's nightmare. But the, the, the good thing is everyone would have been in the same boat, you'd think, unless you, you had no idea. There was a tipster's picked... nightmare but a, a multi's dream. If you wanted to build one out this week, it was oh. the week to get it right, wasn't it? would have paid yeah. huge. If oh. you got five or six of them. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, interesting weekend of footy. And, gee, we're set up for a massive run home, aren't we, too? September. It's tight. It is so tight. And it didn't, I mean, GWS are the surprise pack. Aren't they? What's that, seven, they seven in a row? Yeah, five or six, I thought. But seven, you know more than me. I haven't watched that much footy this year. But Adam Kingsley's done a good job because they, fought, yeah, like you say, seven, eight weeks ago, they were on the canvas, weren't they? Look at this. So Bulldogs are in the eight on 40 points. So yep. they're in at the moment. After that, we've got three teams on 38, Geelong, Sydney and Richmond. Then you've got Adelaide, Essendon and Gold Coast all on 36. And if you want to go even lower than that, Fremantle's on 32 in 15th. So between 8th and 15th, there's eight points separating. Yep. Unbelievable. With what, four rounds left? Incredible. We're all set up. It is going to be absolutely enormous to run home in the AFL season. Can't wait for it to see how it goes. Tell what else we can't wait for, Tim, and that is tonight. The Matildas have to beat Canada to progress to the next stage yep. of their home World Cup. There's and, and we need a bit of gold difference work to finish top of the pool. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. But so if we win, we, we, win, we are through. We're in, yeah. Which is uh, important. Yeah, absolutely it is. It's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. Um, we, we need to rely on other results if we draw. So we just need to get the win, basically, yep. and uh, make sure we get it done that way. We want to be 2-0 up with about 10 to play and then just go all out. Definitely. All out attack. So Canada so far this World Cup, they've had the nil-all draw with Nigeria. They defeated Ireland as we did. Uh, they won that one two goals to one and then it's all set up for tonight. Yep. So it's going to be huge in Melbourne. It is going to be huge, but the biggest talking points, obviously, Sam Kerr. Now, I was going to save this for questions without notice, but let's do it now. She's got the calf, obviously. They've declared her right to go. How fit does she have to be percentage-wise well, for the player? I don't know because international soccer is so so different. Like, who's in control? If I'm Chelsea and I pay her a fortune, I'm not too comfortable with her rolling out. Doesn't the World Cup I, I, I don't everything? know. I, for sure. the player, absolutely it would. Yeah. But I'll see who point. gets the final say? Mm. And I imagine at that level with that kind of money... I think the club, I've heard of the club pulling players out of internationals in, mm. in the Premier League mm. before. I don't know if it's the same across the female. I reckon it would because the money in it's quite big and they are her, they're her, they're her boss, yeah. aren't they? No, so I, I'd imagine Chelsea and the Australian medical team would be working very closely together and there is no way Chelsea would, would have their best player being risked, I don't think. Sam Kerr will definitely want to play. And Australia clearly wanted to play, but I'm fascinated by who makes that decision. How fit does she have to be? Is there fitness tests? If she does play, how how much time does she play? And then if she is, how much and when do we use her? Do you do you use her straight up when the or do you wait for the heat to come out of the game? 
Yeah, I'd so say many questions. She start as a sub, wouldn't she? And then you use her if you have to. Would that be a fair shout? Or, you, or do you just chuck her out or there? Or you get your treatment into her, mm. throw her out, and hope she hits the net quickly and then get her off. Let us know your thoughts on the Kia Tassie open line, 1300 42 15 33. Hobart Kia movement that inspires. Can Texas. someone find out who's in, who makes the decision? Yeah, let us Club know. Or country. If you know, 0437 552 535. Who has the weight of power there when making a decision around Sam Kerr? Get us on the socials too. At SEN Tassie, we did have uh, a tweet over the weekend, Tim, which we'll get to quickly from Shannon Bakes at Bakes Shannon. And he's talking about you making the half court shot in basketball at yep. uh, half time a few years ago. Shannon Bakes says he did the same thing as a 14 year old on a rain delay, kicking a footy at a wheelie bin. We were all trying for ages. Old big head pain. I like that. <laughs> That's my favourite bit of the tweet. Old big head pain rolls on, up Shannon. and tunks it from 25 metres. Walk away, finger point. And that's what I love yeah. about it too the one finger salute. Uh, the one finger salute. <laughs> it was really, really well, it's tr- true story. There's two things he got wrong there. One, the big head. At 14, I, I think I was pretty quiet. And two, it was about 40 metres, not 25. I don't reckon you were quiet at 14. No <laughs> I chance. Was. No I chance. was in that team, I'll tell you what. Well, let's uh, talk about the swimming. The World Aquatics Championships have wrapped up in Japan. Our own Ariane Titmus finished with two gold, one silver and a bronze. Three PBs, two world records. Decent little outing for Ariane. Very good. I, yeah, phenomenal again. I just wonder, well, and again, the pressure's on... Hamish to, to get her on the show He's for promised Friday. Her. He's promised her. Um, it's over now, Hammer. She can come on. She's got nothing to but be I distracted wonder now by. If she's, that, she's that good, would she be slightly disappointed? with How would she look at a bronze medal these That's days? What, I, I, I was, and what do you do with that? Do you I just was, put it away? Or? I know. I was thinking that, sitting at home watching it the other night. I mean, are you happy you've, you've come third in the world? Yeah. And again, I think some people would. Yes. Some people would go to the Olympics or the world championships. They'd win a bronze medal. Mm putting all the work, their lifetime into that, and that would sit pride and joy front and centre in your bar room. Yep. Someone like Ariane just wins gold after gold, I I don't reckon she's displaying the, the silver or bronze. No. I reckon they just go in the draw. Yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's fascinating. I'd love to ask her that, actually, yeah. when we get her on. Because you're Definitely. right. Definitely. She's won that many gold medals. Yeah. She's She'd need a new house to put up everything, but... I'm saying that the bronze medal or the silver medal, when you get to Titmus, Phelps, Thorpe level, no mm. thanks. Yeah. Might not even be on the plane so on the way home. So you're saying she's disappointed with her campaign, do you reckon? No, I think her campaign she'd be happy with. But there's no doubt she, she would have set the goal of winning the 200 as well. Mm. What, was that the bronze? What was the no, bronze? The bronze in? was the 800. 800. Mm. She, would have, she would have been eyeing off gold. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go to the Netball. Netball World Cup is on in South Africa. Australia dominated Zimbabwe, Fiji, and overcame Tonga. The Diamonds currently top spot in their World Cup group. Did you see the Fiji result, Tim? No, Just I the, didn't. The score was 101 to 32. Mm. Oh, well, shellacking, wasn't it's it? It's good that we've started well against the might of Zimbabwe, Fiji, and Tonga. Yes. No. We'll see how we go. Who, who, are, the, who, who are the big ones? New Zealand. New Zealand. England, England. would be good. Yep. yep. They're the top ones. I haven't seen too much of that South World Africa? Cup, if I'm totally fair. How, how many pools are there, Brent? Do you know that? Uh, no, I don't, Tim. Off, uh, that. You can ask me that question without notice, well, so I'll take that question on notice. Uh, quickly, too, Target Tasmania will return next year after cutting ties to Motorsport Australia as well. So big news for the petrol heads out there with Target Tasmania seemingly back in how 2024. Uh, well, we had the tragedy with the deaths. So that must have been last year because yeah. we haven't had it this year. 
So I'm assuming it's missing this year. That's uh, the off one top you of my head. Yeah, possibly two. I'll anyway, throw that in the questions without notice as well. Yes, too. I'll come back to that for you as well. Kia Tassie open lines, 1342 1533 Hobart Kia movement that inspires. Text us as well, 0437 555. We are here, SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Harrison Agents. We are Tasmanian. We're back with more next here on the show. Good morning. So it is indeed great to have your company on this Monday morning, the last day of July 2023. It is August tomorrow. Can you believe it? Uh, the Kia Tassie Open Line is where you can get us 1342 Hobart Kia movement that inspires Texas as well, 0437 555. That's what Andy in Traralgon has done. He's just newest over in Victoria, Tim. Andy. Loves it. Uh, his question this morning is, I see Tasmania has been given an AFL licence for 2028. Tick, yes, we have at the moment, uh, which is good. We, ha- we actually hold the licence at the moment. We do. So I can't see us handing that back. Anyway, mm. Andy says, name my top, name your top three AFL moments in Tasmania. Well, that's one of them, getting the licence, May 3rd, uh, 2023. Uh, top three AFL moments or Tasmanian AFL? I don't know. I'm just reading the text, Tim. You can, you can interpret right. that whichever way you like. But that would have to be one of them the day we got the licence. What about 1990 when we beat Victoria? 1990 State State of of Origin, North Hobart Oval. Although I must admit, as Tasmanians, we don't like to admit that it was probably a third string team. They had some good players. They had some good ones, but it wasn't. It wasn't Don't the best team. Don't ruin a good team. story. Don't ruin it a good was story. not the best team. Let's be totally <laughs> Still honest. one of the great days. Um, uh, as for a third. Before we do go on quickly, because I know we haven't got a lot of time in this segment, but touched on early today in the preamble about. Neighbour disputes. I've I've just been made aware that we may have had one in the building. Oh, no. After our Josh Willie segment and in the hallway. What are you doing? Our neighbours down the road weren't too impressed with us. Fair enough. We've hijacked the whole hallway playing cricket inside. Again, though, it comes back to this thing that we spoke about. What do you do? Do you you fire off a text or an email or you just just pop your head out and, and speak to people? What happened to those days? Can you please maybe not play cricket there? Yeah, no worries. Sorry, guys. And we'll move on. Anyway, that, how, that, how, the num- how on that hammer, can you get the numbers up for the TikTok, please, on the views and likes for Tim's segment that he created, it's fair to say, and just get us those after uh, after the uh, the news, if that's so okay. I bring up anything that makes Brent a bit uncomfortable, he moves on really I quickly. I did. I'm not getting involved. With oh, I'm not just getting involved. I'm just saying it's it's interesting world we live in at the moment. All right, we've got a big second hour of the show coming up. Thane Brady will join us, the president of the North Launceston Football Club, very outspoken figure in Tassie football is Thane, so can't wait to get his thoughts of uh, potentially uh, the demise of the TSL. Well, it's been called. The TSL is off, and what Thane plans to do about that moving forward with his club, North Launceston. We've got questions without notice coming up. We're going to speak to our junior sports star of the week, Mason Corbell, and also... Talk to the doyen of sports commentating and analysis in this country, Jared Waitley. That is all after news, sport and weather here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Harrison Agents. Good morning. The big thing is we know change is needed. Um, for a number of years now, I've consulted widely. Uh, we've done a heap of work and we know the majority of footy stakeholders think that there needs to be some evolution in community footy. And we need a refresh. So now's the time. Uh, big things happening in footy. VFL team on the way. AFL team on the way. We need, a, we need a look at what we do. And we need a model that responds better to what our players want, what our coaches want, uh, what our fans want, but also Tasmania's geography. 
That's the voice of head of AFL Tasmania, Damien Gill, when he joined us on uh, the show about a week ago. But now we go to the other side of the equation and talk to a man that's synonymous with Tasmanian football. He's the president of one of the most successful clubs of the modern era, North Launceston. His name is Thane Brady, and he's been kind enough to join us early on this Monday morning. G'day, Thane. Good morning, Brent. Nice to hear your voice, mate, uh, and congratulations on your club again this year. You just find a way to get it done each and every year. They're flying along at the moment. We might ask you that a little bit later, but you just heard Damien Gill's comments there. We'll start there in the future of the TSL. What are your fears and concerns over the TSL's impending demise at the end of next year, Thane? Well, it, it, that's right, Brent. It starts at, uh, at 2025, and, and that's not a very long time. Um you know, Damien um, uh, talks about how he's, you know, they've done a heap of work at, in AFL land and they've consulted widely and what have you. Um, as the days go on, it's uh, emerging that more and more what you would think would be key stakeholders, uh, guys that uh, that have the experience and knowledge at, uh, at higher levels, even, you know, far above the TSL. Uh, I don't know anyone that, uh, that Gilly's actually spoken to he may be referring back to the 2019 footy futures, which uh, you know uh, ended in a fizz. But uh, it's it's very clear that people up there, air into the island, haven't been um, consulted, and that includes the um, even the NTFA, uh, their, their clubs and their players. So the, we, we're not suggesting that Tassie Footy doesn't need support. I mean, we've been calling out for that for well over a decade, where um, you know we've been neglected uh, so that. Queensland and New South Wales could grow. But Gilly's coming at this at the complete wrong, wrong angle. He's pulled the wrong lever. So the three big things that we've had problems with in the state for you know more than a decade. The first one is the player pipeline. So we simply haven't got enough effort in juniors to roll through then into feeding all of our senior teams. Uh, you'd recall, Brent, over the years... AFL Tez have tried to help organisations, associations try and address that. It's it's failed. Um, so we still have this massive player shortage. Now, 2025, uh, nothing will change in a season and a half for all of a sudden, uh, all of these players to be uh, pumped through the pipeline that are going to make three premier leagues. It's impossible. So... The second point is then the people and resources that we're short of. So every club I know, including us, we tick along, we hang by a thread. So how are we going to raise the standards and bring all these other clubs up to, uh, you know, Launceston and North Launceston's current level uh, if we haven't got the people, we haven't got the volunteers, we haven't got the resources? How do you find trainers in 18 months, as an example, from physios and so on? And then, of course, the, the, the other big kicker is we haven't got the facilities. So if we're going to double participation and we're going to, um, you know, do all these fancy things, we haven't got any grounds to train or play on. So the first thing that Mr Gill and his crew should be doing is, is working with us and every other club and association to try and drive from the bottom up. Uh, this plan just looks like he simply just wants to cut ties, dump us, It'll cause an absolute, it'll be chaos in the NTFA. It'll take all the fun out of football and all it will do is turn people away. Yeah, you make some good points there, Thane. Is, in your opinion, is there time for you and, and other clubs to overturn AFL's Taz's decision to, to get rid of the TSL? 
it's, it's more to the point that none of us want this to fail. We all know that uh, with an AFL side coming online, you know, 2028, the VFL side prior to that, we can't afford to stuff anything up. We're going to be a small state competing with the big boys and girls. So how do we get all of us on the one page? So if we roll the dice on this change and it doesn't work and it puts us back a decade, what then? Um, Gilly's already said that, uh, admitted that there is no real plan, there's no real resources. We've made this decision. There's no protection for Northern Tasmania. Um, and again, I'm trying, you know, even though I'm being accused of, of uh, just only thinking about my region, but how do we um, how do we try and keep things as a level playing field um, when we know that the AFL and VFL is going to be based in Hobart? So there's an inherent advantage there to start with. How are we going to get players and new coaches to come up to the north and uh, and try and, and try and help us with you know new ideas and techniques and so on? None of those questions can be answered by Mr. Gill. So why would you bother going in and and trying to effectively mess up the entire northern part of the state uh, when you haven't really done your homework and you haven't taken the people along with you that you need to? Thane, there was a, a meeting last week between the TSL, NTFA, NTJFA and AFL Tasmania. Why did you refuse to attend that? Because it was just a sideshow. Um, it was just so that uh, the media release would have already been, been printed. Uh, we didn't get any um, prior reading material. In fact, that only just came through last night after uh, we had to chase it up. The AFL uh, decided that uh, they wouldn't send us anything. But uh, it's there's no point going to a meeting like that when the decisions have already been made. Uh, we've been asking for four years. If the AFL has fallen out of love with the TSL and it doesn't want to fund it anymore, it doesn't want to assist, and um, I've used the term that this has been a silent murder because over the years the AFL have just turned the tap off and slowly reduced every bit of resources they could to make it as difficult as they could. Uh, so why go and, um, and sit there and listen to your fate, knowing full well that you've, uh, you've got zero input, your opinion doesn't matter, because if your opinion did matter, they would have uh, taken up the opportunity in the last four years to sit down and have some dialogue. Yeah, Dane, would you be receptive to a new model you know, if you're working hand-in-hand hand with AFL TAS that doesn't involve the TSL? Well, there, there's there's options. And, and, Tim, we've been, again, trying to lead the conversation for years. Uh, there, there's always options. And we've had a number of ideas. I, I pitched an idea to Gilly a couple of years ago about how we can try and bring online more uh, juniors into, um, into into my area, as an example, into the northern suburbs of Launceston. And... Um, and he jumped up and down and said it was a fantastic idea and so on and so on. And, of course, what's happened in two years? Nothing. So there, there are a lot of things we could do. Um, and, yes, it's, it, it may well be that, uh, that, that the whole state needs a restructure. When we look at the northwest coast, what's happening up there since they haven't had CSL representation? Uh, it's just drifting along. It's not growing. You've got three sides that are strong and you've got four that are marginal. What would happen in the NTFA if you've got the two strongest clubs in the state uh, going back and, and playing clubs that uh, some of them at the moment can't even field an under-18 side, so they have no talent coming through? How's that going to look? 
So, so where to from here, Thane? Where does all this land in the long run, do you think? Um, you obviously don't feel like you're being heard by AFL Taz. Uh, we can't get you to the meeting, I suppose. How do you see it all playing out from this point? Well, it, I had a, a, a really positive um, conversation with the NTFA president, Scott Rigby, last week, and I praised him for his leadership because there was um, you know, some talk about how uh, Launceston, North Launceston would be cut up and would have restrictions on us to come back in. Scott has put that to bed and, and said that uh, all the other NTFA clubs need to you know, raise the bar. Easier said than done. So, um, you know, Scott and I have agreed to, to work through it. Um, we're always ready to work through with the with AFL and others as well. Um, we would just like a bit of uh, respect and we'd firstly like that uh, Gilly puts the brakes on this 2025 um, until such time as we can actually, you know, see more detail and uh, and be assured that we're not going to be destroyed in this process. Yeah, Thane, we always appreciate your thoughts on, on these topics. I want to get a little bit more positive just before we let you go. Now, the Northern Bombers, your club, are flying. Your last two coaches of VFL coaches now. Is there a possibility that Brad Cox Goodyear could be a third? That's my first question. And two, how do you keep on producing them? Well, thanks, Tim. Yes, look, Brad, Brad has um, uh, just been sensational. Uh, it didn't just happen. Um, Brad went through our, um, our coaching development system, um, just like Taylor Winford did uh, before him. Um, I think that Brad uh, could easily be a coach at a high level. I've nothing but respect for him. And the product of all of our young guys improving and developing um, is because we've got you know 60 plus players, development league and seniors that buy in and uh, and work their butts off. We haven't recruited anyone. We've just um, uh, grown these guys um, because they want to be there and they want to try and be the best they can be. So Brad lets that happen. And, of course, we've also got several other coaches uh, that assist Brad that, um, that don't really get a lot of the pats on the back. But, um, you know, we, we'd have half a dozen coaches in our system that could coach senior TSL tomorrow. And, obviously, star players come through your, your club as well. Thane, Brandon Leary is one of those. He tried with Hawthorne over the pre-season, I think, back then. And Do you think he could be the next player drafted out of the, the TSL? Uh, we haven't had one for a little while, I guess, but uh, he's doing all the right things, isn't he, at the moment? Well, he is, and it's, it's a credit to him because he's bounced back from, um, uh, from his stint at Hawthorne. And, uh, and, and whether people can get drafted at the TSL, district say no. Um, but you know he could be a uh, one of our star uh, VFL players in 2025, um, or he'll um, you know next year he might have to you know pack up and move to the VFL or sample like uh, a number of our other players have and other two still players around Tassie. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's that, that that's that's where the fun is in footy to um, to watch all these kids develop, create the environment, let Brad and the guys go and do their work. It's exciting. Um, I'm not so sure whether there's going to be a lot of joy um, if we uh, go into this other arrangement. Well, Thane, we could sit here and talk to you all day about Tassie footy. You're right across it. Obviously, uh, it was great to see that you were down here on the weekend in Hobart watching your, your beloved Bombers. A good win too over Clarence, 26 Jesus. points. They're just getting it done beautifully. Got the bye this weekend, but it's all set up for a ripping run home in the TSL. Equal top of the table with the Kingborough Tigers. So it's going to be an electric finish to the season. Thane Brady, great to talk to you, mate, and all the best moving forward. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Tim.
Thanks, Thane. Thane Brady, the president of the North Lonnie Footy Club, joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents. We are Tasmanian. Back next with Questions Without Notice. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, Questions Without Notice. Oh, yes. This is where we like to get each other on the hop with a question without <laughs> notice. Uh, let's keep talking off the back of Thane Brady, the North Lonnie Footy Club President's interview, Tim. What do you see? You, your opinion. My opinion. The best structure forward for Tasmanian football. Uh, I would like to see the TSL continued. That's my opinion. Okay. Because if, if I'm playing, I want to play at the highest level in Tassie, and that's the TSL. Um, I... I'm not across it, so I don't know why it's not working, but I think there's a way to make it work. I'm with Thane Brady. I'd love to see the the TSL continued. I think it's the best way and, and have the VFL team above that because to say that we're going to go from regional and then pick players out of the regional comp to play in the VFL, that's that's not going to happen because we're going to have an AFL team here with 40 players on the list. So there's going to be 18 of them in the VFL yep. team. So if I'm playing for Clarence or the Northern Bombers, that's where I'm going to be playing. There's going to be four or five picked from our local leagues to play VFL realistically when it's up and going. So I think have the TSL under that, restructure it slightly and get a team on the northwest coast, which is important. But, but that's where I'd be going with that's it. That's where it came unstuck last time. I don't know how we get that fixed and get the TSL humming again like it was when it first came back in 2009 because the northwest coast players rightly don't want to be on a bus for eight hours a weekend up and down the highway Yeah, um, when they can go and get big money out in the bush. So I don't, I don't know what the workaround for that is, but I agree, and I'll take your point about the AFL squad. They're going to have 40-odd players on that list. The the ones that aren't playing senior footy in the AFL are going to be playing VFL, which leaves, what, not many. two, three, four, five spots for people outside the AFL squad to play VFL? Yep. Interesting, isn't it? It is. Let's, I'm with Thane. Sorry, Gilly. Um, so the Ashes is nearly over, Brent, so I'm going to change my questions without answer lens, and we're going to go a bit more AFL. Question, you're going to get the name question of the segment without, right. Without <laughs> no, notice. Just, well, question without answer. That'd be a good segment. I'll be just good sit here and be quiet. There we go. There's a new one for you. Question without answer. <laughs> Brent, you just ask I want question. you to really quickly name me your top eight. Who's going to play finals? Oh, can I look at the app? You can do whatever you like, mate. Okay. So, here you go. There's a question without an answer Well, already. Collingwood, Port, Brisbane, Melbourne all make it. Lock those four in. St Kilda, vulnerable, I reckon. They're in fifth at the moment. I reckon they could fall out. I haven't seen their run home. I think it's challenging, though, from memory. Giants, I think they're in good form and they'll continue that good form. They'll sneak in somehow. Carlton, obviously, flying at the minute. They stay in. Doggies are vulnerable. They've been disappointing, the dogs. They've got such a good list and they just can't seem to get it together all the time. So you're asking St Kilda and the Bulldogs for who? I'm not asking the Bulldogs. No, you are? No, I think they'll hang around. Right. I St. think Kilda. St Kilda are the most vulnerable out of the bottom four, half of the eight at the moment. Um, Geelong needed to win the other day. I'm not sure where the Cats are at. And Sydney, Richmond, look, it's it's a really tough question, Tim, to be brutally mm-hmm. honest. Can I answer it again next Monday? No. Okay, awesome. All right, well, I'll ditch St Kilda out of that and I'll add in Sydney. There you go. What? All right. Mm. Good. I haven't seen that run home though, so I'll take, I'll, I'm just answering well, that's your why question. It's without that, that's right, exactly. Random one, that one, but anyway, we'll come back to that. Hey, um, question here uh, for you. If Dave Warner tons up and comes up clutch for an Aussie win, mm-hmm. what does that do to enhance his legacy? Oh, not a lot. 
I think he's got an amazing legacy. He's he's one of the all time greats. But um, if he can he can win this, and Aussies win the oh, series yeah. over in England, yeah, it'd be one of massive. his one of his biggest moments. I reckon mm. for him because his his career stats in England haven't been great, and to nail a hundred in your last test, a big hundred, hopefully, and to win a test and to win a series for the first time in twenty years, I think it will it will help. But yeah, I think his legacy's already set. Okay. Who's going to coach Richmond and the Gold Coast next year? Well, well Damien Harwick will coach the Gold Coast. I think that's just done, done. isn't it? And I, I think McWalter's doing a great job. Why yep. not keep him in there? I'd, I'd keep him. I'd back him in. So you've done well, a good job. I know caretakers haven't traditionally done too well. No, they haven't. The following year, I think we saw that with David Teague uh, more recently, people like that. So whether it's that little period after the sacking of a coach where the boys are up and about... Uh, but I think Josh Carr's name's been thrown around. I think he'd be a good option as well. So, But I'd back the man in. You're backing him in or are you going Josh yeah. Carr? No, I'll back McWhorter right. in. Okay. I think he's doing a good job. And Done. obviously the list is still very good at Richmond too, so he's mm. got plenty to work with. Yep. <laughs> you don't seem so sure about that. No, I'm not. Tim, if the BCCI ever allowed Indian players to play in the BBL, who are the players you'd want to see join the competition? Virat. Um, Rishabh Pant, fit. Your man. And Boomer. They would be my three top targets. Three best players, three probably most followed players. That would be great for your franchise if you could get them. Um, well, why aren't they allowed to play out here? We send all our players to the IPL. Because they are in charge, Brent. But what's they the issue? Run. What, what's the, what well, are they, they don't want to prop up our competitions, do they? Well, they, want, up they want theirs to be the biggest and mm. best and they run world cricket and they do what they like. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, what's I think you said it's the last day of the month. It is. So tomorrow is August. Mm. So are we extending Ken Hinckley? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And, and no concerns that there's they, can't, that they all... can't go deep in the finals and they've lost three in a row. No. I don't think there's any doubt that he's a very good coach. It's just whether he can get this team to the next level. And and David Kosh has been criticised for not re-signing him earlier when they were in good form through this period. Mm. So I, I liked how they haven't reneged on that and they've, they've stuck to their word. And that's another name that could land at Richmond, I suppose, at the end of the day, Ken Hinckley. But no, I think I think he stays at Port. You've you've extended him. Yep. I think I've seen enough to know yeah. that he can coach and he's got a good list there, young list as well. Been there a long time. Has been there a long time. Changes has been holiday. Close. Been close. But no, yeah, maybe. you got to, you got to know. We're not in the business of being close, Brent. No, we are not. Um, now, we heard about Sonia Kruger winning the gold Logie this morning and we heard in the news her mention Dancing with the Stars, which piqued my interest. I thought, what would it take to get you to go on Dancing with the Stars, Tim? How much Whoa. moolah are we talking to a get lot. you over the line? A lot. I think you'd be magnificent. I've seen you at Syrup and um, Ice <laughs> Bar back in the day. You were very, very good on the tiles. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, no, it'd take a lot, a hell of a lot. But people who know me know that I can be bored, Brett. So. <laughs> <laughs> For the right uh, price. Hey, just a quick, one off the, a quick one off the text. The VFL model is the way to move forward should Tasmanian players like those from North Launceston not having to move interstate in the hope to get draft. That's from Craig in Rosny. We'd love to hear from you as well Craig. on the Kia text line 0437 552 535 0437 552 
535. We're here for Harrison Agents for SEN Tassie Breakfast. After this, we speak to our Tassie Sports Star of the Week, Mason Cordwell. Showers and windy for Hobart, going for 13. Partly cloudy for tomorrow, 13 again. And for Launceston today, showers and 13. And don't miss the Matildas' must-win clash against Canada. Live tonight from 7.30, right here on SEN Tassie. Yes, SEN Tassie Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Thanks to Harrison Agents, we are Tasmanian. We've got a couple of texts through here on the Kia Tassie Open line. Great words from Thane. Southern TSL clubs set up so much better for the future with the addition of one or two SFL clubs to the current five Southern TSL clubs to make one Super League. Gill, etc. No. An excellent interview with Thane. He's right, you know. So plenty of support coming through from Thane Brady. And uh, from Shannon Bakes. Jeez, he's busy this morning, Shannon Bakes. So Shannon, I saw this a couple of days ago. He was asking for someone to pay for his SEN expat subscription because you need to pay for SEN if you're overseas. And looks like he's just tweeted in, someone has genuinely paid my expat subscription. TD paying 36, I thought you were kidding. Did you do that? No, you wouldn't have done it. It would have cost you money. You wouldn't have done it. Well, couldn't have been you. Well, this just happened, has it? Couldn't have been you. Uh, has, I'm agreeing it's happened, but it wouldn't have been you. Okay. All right, we've got to straighten up here. We've got a superstar on the line. He was named earlier in the show as our Tassie Sports Star of the Week, our Junior Sports Star of the Week. And if you haven't seen Mason Corbell's very, very kind gesture, have a look on our SEN Tassie Twitter handle. It's up there, the vision that we had on Win News last week. Uh, Mason, you're on the line. How are you this morning, mate? You're well? Yeah, I'm good. Nice to hear you, mate. Nice to hear you. Now, in your own words, can you tell us what you did after the match last week? After the match, after the siren went, I seen um, the, their captain um, just get a little bit teary after the loss. And I went over to um, ask him how he was going and gave him a hug of support. Oh, it's very good of you, mate. I tell you what, we don't see it a hell of a lot. Um, I'm sure your parents were very proud of you, not only for the way you played, but for that show of sportsmanship was fantastic. Can you tell us afterwards, how's your week been? <laughs> Would have been very popular at school after that news segment, I reckon. Yeah, I was very popular at school after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, mate. Um, now, tell us about you as a footy player. Who do you support in the AFL and your favourite player? I support Hawks, and my favourite oh. player is John Newcomb. Oh, okay. John Newcomb, he's a good player, isn't he? Very good player. But yeah. unfortunately, your Hawthorne supporter, we better end the interview. Only joking, mate. No, we, we like the Hawks <laughs> here in Tassie, of course. Um, tell us about uh, your, your season so far. We saw you kick uh, three goals, I think, in that game. One was a beautiful one on the run. And um, Where do you want to go with your footy? You'd love to play AFL one day? Yeah, I would love to. You're going to... Um, Swap over the Hawks for the for the Tassie Devils when they come in. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Surely, I think you'll be our first drafted player from what I saw on, on the weekend. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and what's uh, what's the future look like for your footy? Have you, have you played your last game this year? I noticed a lot of players finished up on the weekend. Junior players. Have you got any more to go? I've got one more game to go. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah. Well, mate, we love having you on the show. Well done on what you did last week. We were all very proud of the way you handled that. It was magnificent. We wish you all the very best for the future, and thanks for jumping on the line to have a chat with us this morning. Well, thank you. 
There he goes, Mason Corbell. What a champion, Pony. What a little legend. Great to have him on the phone. And what a, if you haven't seen that vision, make sure you look it up. Uh, it's fantastic. It's on our SEN Tassie social media at the moment. Text in here, uh, the theory of getting players back to the state to play VFL is a myth. Might work for one year, but what happens when AFL list starts to get assembled, which is what you referred to earlier? We need the AFL to bring back the model where clubs had to pay for players who move states to play footy. Otherwise, it's open slather and we lose all the best kids for nothing. So appreciate the text coming in this morning on the Kia Tassie open line. If you'd like to have your say, get us on 0437 552 That's thanks to Hobart Kia, movement that inspires. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents on SEN Tassie Breakfast. After this painting, we're going big. We're going to get the great man Jared Waitley on the line to talk all things Tassie AFL team. Can't wait to speak to Jared next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Tasmania's time has come. It's a glorious and uplifting moment in Australia's football history. I reckon there's probably a few pinching themselves having believed that this day would never really happen. That's the voice of one of the country's most influential and respected voices in sport, Jared Waitley, who joins us now on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Welcome to the show, Jared. Brent, Tim, great to be with you. Lovely to hear your voice, mate. Uh, we're all fighting amongst ourselves in Tassie when it comes to the team in the stadium at the moment, but we're in a bit of a, a bubble down here, it's fair to say. So we'd love to get your thoughts from a, a mainlander's perspective, I suppose, on how we look down here. Are we a bit of a, a laughing stock that we, we were crying out for this team for so long? We finally have it, and we're now potentially trying to blow it up? No, I think we're, I think we're understanding enough to know how modern politicking works. Uh, and protesting forces and the like. So I fit, we're all a bit fretful on the mainland that, that it might not happen, having worked so hard, and, and how would it look in the annals of history if the AFL granted the team for Tasmania only for the internal squabbling to see it handed back and, and the lost opportunity that that would represent. But I feel like we, we've sort of believed in the, the greater good that there'll be enough people with vision to be able to, to see what this represents to the state in the long term and, and not be so myopic as to boil it down to the eight nights of footy that would be played in the stadium only. So it, it's fingers crossed is that there's the, the wide-held view that the competition would be enriched by Tasmania's presence and the, the long-term hope that that will remain on course. And I think there's sort of also that willingness. Is if there's anything that could be done from the mainland, a lot of people would like to line up and help, but it... It really is yours to sort out first. Yeah, we've certainly got our fingers crossed down here, Jared. Like you said, it was a glorious and uplifting moment. I feel like the longer it goes on without this stadium getting getting built, people are starting to be slightly concerned. But if we do get the nod and it does go ahead, in your opinion, what are the most important steps or appointments for us to make down here first? Yeah, so the the creation of the board was the, the first step. And then... A, probably two years out, you, you want a chief executive of the calibre of Brendan Gale, who knows the industry inside out, but also has the knowledge of what Tasmania is. In the background, the pathways have to be 
absolutely refined to their best possible so that the kids at the moment who are 12 and 13 and 14 are developed to be the best football prospects they can be. So the, the, the best case scenario is that every kid who picks up a footy in Tassie at the moment dreams of playing for their own team beyond 2028. And then the, the pathway is created to allow that talent to thrive and be, be fully ready. And that's so in the first two or three years, there is a, a flow of Tasmanian players. But beyond that, there's a critical mass of Tasmanian players who are ready. And the, the planning around that is that they would, that, you know, any football prospects from 2028 onwards would never leave the island. To, is they, they would play for that team. So that's the, the cultural piece. That's the dreaming piece. And that would require, when the time comes, the right football manager and then the right coach. So if you just pick from the pool that's active at the moment, as I floated this a little while ago, somebody like Chris Fagan, when his coaching time is finished at the Lions to be the football manager knowing all that he has been through. And then someone like Chris Scott, is, could you sell him the vision beyond his Geelong days to go and coach this team? So that sort of pairing to run the team from 2027 through to its inaugural year and into the comp is, uh, they're sort of, they're the really obvious building blocks. President, chief executive, footy manager, coach, talent pathway to be able to fuel the team for the years to come. What about the 2028 timeline, Jared? I've got concerns about, uh, you know, getting ready by then. I mean, the AFL put in some pretty um, harsh timelines, I suppose, that we need to be ready by then um, after a year playing out of Bell River, New Taz, and being in the new stadium by 2029. Can you actually see that being ticked off, that, that timeline? I, yeah, I can, because once you actually get to the business of, so whichever year you go, okay, so this is, this is T minus two years, from 2026, then it actually progressively comes together. There's a way that, uh, that there's nothing like a deadline to sharpen the mind and get things moving. It's still so theoretical at the moment that it's hard to know. So which step do you do first is there's no point having the league's best chief executive in place at the moment because it's too far out. You can't appoint a coach for the first season in 2028 when you're in 2024 is you can do all the planning you like, but you don't know the players that you'll have and the like. So I think the, the imposition of what is a long-term deadline. So I talked to Robert Craddock about this from an NRL perspective is they announced the Gold Coast, they gave them an 18 month timeline to be ready and they were ready. Um, this is a much longer time frame than that. And it does sort of leave you with this. So what do you do? What are the steps that you take? But once you're on the clock, then it becomes really clear. And the, the accumulation of draft picks, you know, pre-drafted players in 2027 and then what you put on your list in 2028. So that part of it doesn't worry me. The, the, the only hesitation I have is I, I am a believer that game one should be in the new stadium and that you shouldn't, you shouldn't play a year as a nomad team through... I know those venues are well-established, but you want the pop... I yep. think night one, <laughs> run out, new stadium, whole state engaged with it. That was always the pop for me. And if that means waiting till 2029, I personally would do that. Yeah, Jared, the stadium debate certainly raging on down here. You've been to Adelaide and Perth in the last sort of five or so years since those stadiums have, have been built. How transformative do you think the Mac Point Stadium can be for Tasmania? Hugely. So I know the, the piece of land for when I've come down from footy and cricket, and it, it must be, 
I agree with the analysis. It must be the best piece of land in Australia that is not being utilised in any worthwhile way. And that's such a shame, is if you have that, you, you must at some point develop it into a, a showpiece. Is Anyone who's been to Adelaide knows how the redevelopment of Adelaide Oval, which was done under such opposition from old-timers, has transformed the city. It's outside of 80,000-plus the MCG, the best experience in Australian sport, is Adelaide Oval. And, and what they built in Perth utilised all the best of modern technology for a, for a showpiece stadium. And it, it's brilliant. It heaves and it rocks. Now, when it's interesting to talk about as a test cricket venue where it's not quite what it is for footy, but um, that, that's a place that people want to go to to see their big-time sport. And this, I think, the opponents of it, of, of a stadium in Tasmania, I understand the economic reservations. And you can always... We've just lived through in Victoria where a Commonwealth Games was cancelled and the government said, well, we'd rather spend that money in, in health and education. And that is all. that will always be true. But there has to be and there is money for sport. And the money that it will generate going back into the community, that's the part that's been underestimated and missed. It won't be for eight nights of footy only. And the way Perth is used for major events and for concerts and for conferences. It becomes a real... It's almost a breathing centrepiece of your town. I do think that's what it will be at Mac Point. And in a generation's time when it's there and it is, it, it, it becomes the almost the symbol of Hobart's modernisation, people will go, oh, how did we ever miss? How are we ever opposed to that? That's what people in Adelaide say now. Those who vote against the redevelopment of Adelaide Oval, they, they look back and go, oh, how silly were we? We couldn't see the big picture. You've summed it up beautifully, Jared. Now, I'd like to say you're up next, but unfortunately, Tim wants this. He's fascinated by this six to eight time slot, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'd love to roll into you. But what can we expect from you from nine o'clock this morning? Well, the, the chances of the sequence of games in the AFL from Friday night to the end of Saturday resolving the way that they did were 1,148 to 1. Oh, and there you go, the actual odds. Remember, yeah, I can't what remember around that represented such, such upheaval and it was absolutely thrilling. So trying to pull that apart. Um, the, the big winner was clearly Carlton, but... Um, who of the top three caused concern in Collingwood, Brisbane and, Adela and Port Adelaide all losing? Uh, there, there's so much there. And then I do feel like today is a day. Are you an optimist or a pessimist when it comes to sport? Can you see a Dave Warner century and a Sam Kerr goal? Or yes. are you sitting there living in fear of a cluster <laughs> of wickets under leaden London sky <laughs> and the Matildas being overwhelmed by Canada, the, uh, the Olympic champion? So... Um, th these hours are going to be filled with almost a sense of dread for what's coming tonight. Uh, we can't wait for it. It's a, a sports lover's night ahead. There's no doubt about that. Jared Waitley, great to have you on our little show, mate. We really appreciate it, and we'd love to get you back on in the future to talk all things sport. I'm here for you. Look forward to it. Thank you, Jared. Thanks, Jared Waitley, as I said, one of the most respected voices in sport in our country. We're going to get to a break on the other side of it. We wind up the show for another Monday morning. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents. We are Tasmanian. How good to have the doyen, Jerry Waitley, on our show, Tim. Jeez, a pro. He is an <laughs> absolute pro. He had no idea what we're going to ask one him. One of the just, best. 
Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, how lucky are our listeners to have the Australian doyen and the Tasmanian doyen <laughs> in yourself idiot. in the one interview. It was you... an absolute clinic from the pair of you. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, now, the Kia text line is going beautifully here at the moment. Um, this, Can you turn your phone down? How's your radio craft going? <laughs> Goodness me, I thought we had feedback coming from Melbourne. What was, what was that? It's your phone. That's no, not my phone. Why did you throw it on the floor oh, then? Hammer had me checking oh, some TikTok things for him me. and then... We'll get you Look, there one I day. I am new to this. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Jared Waitley or Brent Costello, so... The Kia Tassie open line has been firing up this morning. I like this one, though, Tim. Right morning, on. men. Considering Brent runs the show, yep. I'm just wondering when we he will get an SEN car to drive around in. I've seen Tim three times driving through the city with windows down and elbow out the window. Surely the station can afford another one for Brent. I would more than be happy oh. to take on a, Is a that beautiful a Kia. Or? It's a statement from Frank from Ferntree. Frank we've, from Ferntree's had both, a bit to say. We both put uh, Frank from Ferntree's well, number in our what phone. What I will say, Brent, is you should get yourself down to Kia Hobart, though, and maybe have a bit of a test drive. I'd love to. Get yourself Haven't in a Kia Sportage. Like I'm not a big enough deal The like drive you. car of the year, it is, and I'll How's tell you what, going? it drives every bit like it. I'll tell you what, we didn't mention too in the preamble, you left the keys in the ignition for the whole well, show on Friday. I did leave the keys in the ignition, <laughs> and what I figure is, because it, it is such a nice drive, if people want to, if they're driving around town and you see the, the SEN... Kia Sportage, jump in it and take it for a spin. The keys are normally in it. <sighs> Just put it back where you see because I need to get home at some stage. Goodness me. Um, we've got to get out of here. Yes, you're pointing at me. What do you want to say? Um, I was going to mention next weekend Alistair Clarkson's Ooh, yes. back coaching and he's coaching in Tasmania he and is. it's his 400th AFL game as yes. coach. Yes. Now, I think... In he, Hobart. He's in your stable too with James Henderson, isn't he? Uh, well, it's not my stable, but he's yeah, he's you're with in Jones. the same stable. Yep. Can you get him on the show? Uh, well, we could, we could see how we go with that. I think a great show in the next couple of weeks would be Alistair Clarkson and Ariane Titmus well, if we could pull Hammer, that off. Hammer's on to Ariane. She's finished her swimming commitments now, so no excuses. And I'll, I'll give him Hendo's number, and he can wheel and deal that one for us as well. No, you can do that. You can do that. Uh, now, big night ahead. Good luck to the Matildas. Good luck to the Australian men's cricket team. It could be a ripping night. It could be a heartbreaking night. I'm Unfortunately, two wins. we're not here to unpack it tomorrow morning, but we'll be back on Friday morning for more SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Harrison Agents. Enjoy your day, everyone. We'll see you Friday morning.